So the big question is this. How do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Smarter Vet Podcast. This is one of your hosts, Tom Seco, financial advisor and owner of Florida Veterinary Advisors. And today we've got a very great conversation we're going to share with you. Uh, it's about real estate. And I'm sure a lot of you might be interested in this topic. I got an awesome guest that's here with me right now. Um, before we jump in, I wanted to actually let everyone know if you're not aware of it yet, we have a great resource that's available now called our five-part financial planning video mini-series that you can actually go and learn about our overall planning process, how we work with people, and just to get a better understand how to plan for your own finances. So if you want to go check that out, make sure to go to series.flvetadvisors.com. Absolutely complimentary to you. You just have to sign up with your name and your email and you're good to go. So without any further ado here, I would like to introduce Peter Kilkelly. He is the Chief Veterinary Development Officer, where he spends a lot of his time uh, getting to know people across the United States and helping them be able to find best ways to get a lot of value from their real estate. Um, I'd like to introduce Peter. Hey, thanks for joining me. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, this, I think this is going to be a, a great conversation. This team tends to be a, something that people are always thinking about and not really sure where to go with it. And I believe you're going to bring a lot of color to this conversation. So uh, with some people who are not familiar with you and the company that you're with, uh, which is one thing it'd be good for you to kind of familiarize them with, but if you could share a little bit about who you are, what you're up to and how long you've been in the business, it'd be helpful for everyone to know. Sure. So I've been working with veterinary practice owners going on 16 years before joining Terabit Real Estate Solutions. Um, I worked for VCA Animal Hospitals as a director of hospital acquisitions, and I was acquiring uh, veterinary practices for VCA on the uh, East Coast. And before um, my days in uh, practice acquisitions, I worked for a CPA firm uh, that specialized in working with veterinary practices. Um, so my experience covers practice valuation, financial and tax reporting, buying and selling of both veterinary practices and real estate. Awesome. So you have a very diverse background in veterinary medicine. Yes, um, I agree. The um, with TerraVet, you know, the opportunity uh, came up, and um, I was uh, really excited once I heard um, what TerraVet was doing. So um, I had numerous times veterinarians come to me and ask what they should do about their real estate, and uh, never really had a good answer for them. And so when joining TerraVet became an opportunity. I just saw it as a, uh, as a real need out there that I was going to be able to, uh, to help practice owners with. That's awesome. When did you actually start working with TerraVet? So I came on board in uh, July of 2019. So fairly recent. It's been a little while, but I'm sure you've kind of jumped right in feet first, hit the ground yeah, running. Yeah, we've had a We've had a great couple of years. Um, we actually just um, began um, our raised equity for our third fund. Um, and so um, today we sit um, with about 95 properties across 31 different states. Um, and so uh, we continue to grow with our third fund. We have about $500 billion um, in reserves to go out and invest in 
veterinary real estate. That's quite a lot of buying. <laughs> there's going to be a lot of veterinary real estate that you're going to be absorbing over the course of time. So, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that are wanting to try to get out of it and they're just not sure where to go. And I think that's a great resource that you all are providing. Yes. Uh, you know, besides, uh, you know, actually acquiring real estate, you know, a big part of what we're doing is um, helping to, um, you know, educate veterinary real estate landlords or owners um, about, you know, the factors that drive value for their real estate. Um, mm-hmm. With such a significant increase in, um, in corporate practice uh, purchases, uh, the long-term lease agreements that veterinarians are entering uh, into uh, for their real estate has created um, significant value for their properties. And so speaking with veterinary owners, letting them know what, you know, value drivers within those lease agreements uh, are as, um, you know, is a big component of what I do. Perfect. When, when you actually look at, let's say the overall landscape of real estate for veterinarians, what do you think are some of their biggest struggles that they have? Yeah, I think, you know, one of the, um, points that um, veterinarians, um, I wouldn't say struggle, but maybe uh, fail to understand a bit regarding the real estate is what drives the value of the real estate once they have a lease agreement in place. And so um, that is part of, uh, of what we do besides buying veterinary hospitals is also um, speaking with landlords or uh, veterinarians who own uh, real estate and uh, educating them and, and uh, informing them about what the value drivers are in the lease agreements they sign with their new tenant. Okay. So basically sometimes when it, when we're looking at the real estate, there's a little bit of details that sometimes that are overlooked that need to be explored a little bit more to make sure, Hey, if there are certain costs, what are they going to be? If there are, you know, extra expenses that I don't have to pay for my lease. Like, what is that going to look like over the course of time? I'm assuming that's some of the biggest things that people are struggling with then. It is because sometimes it gets lost when, um, you know, they're, they own the practice and then they also own the real estate and the HVAC goes, you know, they have two sources of cash flow to take the money from to uh, make the repair or, the, or to, um, to get a new one. Mm-hmm. And now once the practice is sold, you know, it's, it's, it's important to understand that whatever that rental income you have, um, if you have a lease where you're responsible for repairs and uh, replacements of, of large ticket items related to the building, that that's money is going to be coming out of that rental income. And sometimes um, the rental income is perceived as, you know, a, a source of, uh, of day-to-day living right. when a veterinarian retires. And it's important to that. know if, yeah, if you have a $50,000 roof replacement coming up, yeah. you, know, you and you're collecting, you know, 150000 in rent, that's a good chunk of your annual rental income is going to go to pay for that new roof. So that's not a good items like that, that we're, you know, speaking with veterinarians, making sure they understand the long-term effects of their lease terms. Gotcha. Cool. Well, I, I would, there's one example that comes to my mind too, as I'm sitting here talking with you. There's, there's some people that I've known that they, they recently just bought land and then now all of a sudden now they sold it, sold their practice to someone else, like either a consolidator or something like that, but their land still has significant debt on it since they actually bought it. And now they're still receiving lease payments. However, like those lease payments are barely just taking care of the, the overall mortgage or the, the outstanding note that's on the, on the land and the building. 
So now there's only very little meat left on that bone. And in the event that there are certain costs, it's like, what are you going to do? And that's, I've seen that a couple of times recently. I don't know how, how common that is in the world, but it seems that there's been a few people that have gotten themselves in there. So probably be helpful <laughs> to just know more about those things before jumping into them and making that decision to purchase real estate or not. And what are those, let's say details, those little specific details that they should be looking at. So well, when, when we look at what you're doing with TerraVet and you know what you all are helping the veterinary community with, what would you say are the three biggest impacts or the stuff that you're helping accomplish within uh, with all the, the things that you're doing? So we uh, put together what we've called the uh, TerraVet property dashboard. And what it is, is uh, an analysis of the property as, um, as it relates to the practice. So it's okay. a great little tool to any veterinarian, whether you, you know, you still currently own your practice and own the real estate, or even if you uh, are getting ready to sell your practice, it's very useful to understand, to make sure you line up your rent and making sure it's appropriate uh, prior to selling. And so um, the, some of the um, parts to the property dashboard include providing a fair market value rent analysis. You know, it's not uncommon for the rent that the veterinarian is paying themselves. Um, that, that, that number, you know, was driven by something that was not related to the rent market in their area. And it's important if you're considering selling your practice to make sure that rent does reflect that mm. market range. So we provide that in the dashboard. You know, a second point is um, a calculation of uh, rent to practice revenue. And so we show uh, the veterinarians uh, that percentage. And then third um, is we provide them a rent coverage calculation. And this is an indicator uh, that shows, you know, the financial health of the practice's cash flow as it relates to its ability uh, to pay its rent. Oh. And a healthy uh, coverage ratio is anything above a two. Um, so that's a great indicator for veterinarians to see, you know, um, as they're looking at their EBITDA because they're considering selling and the value of the practice will be based off the EBITDA. Um, we introduce EBITDA to them, which is your EBITDA number, and then add the rent expense to it and to uh, create the, um, to determine the ratio. And um, it's a, uh, it's a really, uh, you know, useful guide. Awesome. So basically from, you know, the things that you're doing, of course, is like the education component of things and make sure, hey, do you understand your lease? What does that look like? Are you getting the best deal possible? Are you paying too much for it? Uh, what is it based off of your income or your, your practice income, your, the profits of the business? Uh, but at the same time, it sounds like that, that tool that you're also offering through TerraVet is able to really be able to hone in on certain things to help bring a lot more clarity to just everything real estate in their business. Yes. You know, historically, um, you know, the financial benchmark for rent has always been between five and 7% of um, practice revenue. Um, but yeah, we're expanding on that, right? We want um, property owners to realize that there needs to be uh, an alignment of the rent um, with the actual market that the property sits in. Um, and cool. so most uh, veterinary leases are done on a triple net basis. And so you want to make sure that, you know, in addition to your 5% of gross revenue or in the range of 5 to 7%, 
that um, you're also within whatever the rent range is on a price per square foot um, for a triple net lease in your given area. Okay. So with, you know, with all of this being said, let's say that I'm, I'm a practice owner, I'm listening right now for all the people that are listening. What is something that they could take a step right now that could probably have the biggest impact to them? Just even if it's something really simple that they could go start looking at right now. Yeah, I think seeing where your rent is in relationship to your current uh, rent market. That's number one. Okay. Um, understanding where you are with your debt, you know, because again, even though you might not, you know, you may want to be within your rent market and you currently may not be paying yourself a uh, market rent, but that might be driven by the fact that you have a debt obligation that you're meeting, right? So it's understanding, you know, am I over or am I under the market because of my debt obligation? Um, you know, just understanding where your current rent today sits uh, with the market is just the easiest thing you can do. And you can do it by, you know, simply reaching out to us and we can provide you that information. Cool. Um, but I think that's a great foundation for everyone to understand because whether you can make a change today or if you have to wait until, you know, your debt's paid off, at least you have an understanding um, of, you know, where you sit as a, uh, in relationship to where your market is. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's actually some great advice, especially, Hey, if I'm paying too much, is there ways to make adjustments to this to make sure it fits with more within the realm? So I'm not starving my business of, of its profits and the income that it's making, make sure it's within reason that I should have for my business. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, if you're looking at possibly selling your practice, you know, your new tenant is not going to be looking to pay an above market rent rate either. Right. And so they present you with something that is in within market, you know, you're going to have a better understanding of where they're coming from with that. You're not going to feel slighted because maybe it's a, you know, a few thousand dollars less than what you're currently paying yourself. Because again, um, the two of you are looking at it from different sides. Um, so just making sure you understand, you know, all aspects of your rent. Cool. Well, this has been some very valuable and some insightful information to start thinking about. And let's say that someone wants to reach out to you right now. What's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Yeah, they can reach out to me, um, you know, visit our website, terravetrealestate.com. You can click on uh, request evaluation um, and your uh, information will be sent right over uh, to me. And I'm happy to follow up with you and, uh, you know, just have a nice conversation. And, and again, it's, um, you know, this really is for everybody. So whether you, you know, just bought a practice and you're looking to kind of just get a better understanding of maybe where your rent is or where it needs to be. Um, I'm open, you know, to having those conversations. If you think you're 10 years away from selling and you kind of want to get stuff in line because your debt was just paid off and you know, your rent is not in line with market, let's talk. And again, if you're, um, you know, looking at selling, then now's definitely the time you want to uh, reach out to us um, because there's a lot of information that we can discuss that uh, you need to be aware of before you start looking at lease agreements uh, from potential buyers. Uh, and you want to make sure you're uh, well-informed uh, prior to that step. So. Perfect. Okay. Well, so for anyone who didn't get any of that, I'll make sure I include it in the description of the podcast. Uh, and just leave this on more of a fun note. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Um, it's it's going to be ice cream. And Do you have so a it's, particular um, flavor? I am a mint chip fan. Mint, mint chip. 
All right. Yeah, mint chocolate chip. Yep, it's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. So this is a game we play with my kids all the time, and uh, at dinner, pretty much on, on a nightly basis. Whatever we're eating, their <laughs> question to me is, "Dad, is it this or is it ice cream? Which is your favorite?" So <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Do you do you like more of like let's say normal ice cream, or do you like a custard? Um, great question. So uh, I'm really um, I'm kind of all over the place. I have appreciation uh, for all different types. Cool. I do not. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. If so, um, like the shaved ice, and so sometimes custard is referred to as shaved ice. Mm-hmm. I am not a fan of uh, of of the shaved ice, or um, I am a yeah pure. Yeah milk ice cream fan yeah <laughs> high, high fat content all that has to be really creamy this is be real good right live in the northeast you know <laughs> when the summertime comes it's just one of those treats um because it's uh yeah you got to beat the heat I totally get you well cool well thanks for joining me peter i really appreciate your insights and spending time with me today tom pleasure and thank you so much yeah uh well so for everyone listening again i'll make sure to include his information in the podcast below And if you haven't had a chance, go check out our mini series. That link is also in the description. Uh, Again, it's complimentary to you. Uh, And if anything, if we can do anything, please feel free to reach out. Uh, Again, this is Tom Seiko wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. CJ Burnett and Tom Seiko are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seiko's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly-owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purpose only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. September 2023-151-973 expires March of 2025.